So the criteria now, let's just, let's just like sort of round up <laughs> Sam's criteria for Game Week 38 transfers. Got to be from team that has nothing to play for, playing at home with very little squad depth. Okay. And uh, are attacking. And are at, uh, attacking. Inverted commas, attacking, whatever that means. Okay. I mean, they're an attacking team. You don't want a defensive team, right? I like how Roy Hudson has managed to turn Palace into <laughs> quote-unquote attacking team. Attack. Prime Barcelona. Hello everyone and welcome back to the FPL Banger Podcast. This is the Game Week 38 Preview. My name is Siva, I'm joined by Sam. Sam, how excited are you to go into the final game week of the season with so much stuff on the line? What's on the line, Siva? (laughs) Chelsea with a win can clinch 11th place. Okay. Uh, and they can't even get top half even with a win. Top top eleven is the new top ten. It's like I see, I see. it's like forty is the new thirty, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Of course, we've still got the relegation battle. That's still going on, right? And that, conference league. I think. Yeah. Conference league. Everybody loves the conference league. Have you watched the conference league game since the tournament started two seasons ago? No. No. You're missing out, man. Yeah. Roma won last year, right? Yeah. Let's see if uh, West Ham can take it this year. Yeah, could be Villa next year. You you know Villa are gonna win it if they qualify because when I oh, am right. Yeah, yeah. So Europa League. Okay, we are talking. Let, let's recap where we are. What's left to play for? We are talking the day after Brighton drew with City, which confirmed Brighton uh, finishing sixth. They can finish no higher. They can finish no lower. So they are locked into six. So that means the Europa League spot is wrapped up for them. It means Liverpool now will rely on United's results. We are recording before United play Chelsea. So that is the sort of the last thing to do with the top four. If United pick up a point, then Liverpool can't finish top four. They're locked in at fifth. So are they confirmed in fifth or can they drop down to like sixth? No, they can't because Brighton are four points behind Liverpool and four points ahead of Villa. So Brighton is locked in at sixth and Liverpool can't drop below fifth. Wow. Okay. So if United wins... No one has anything to play for, actually, except the relegation teams, right? It's not and even if United. It's not even United win. It's if United take a point from Chelsea tonight. Okay. The the first six positions will all be completely locked. So the only thing left to play for, let's assume United take a point from Chelsea. I think, I I I'm gonna go out and fair say that assumption. A fair assumption, right? So working on that assumption, the only things left to play for are seventh spot, which is Villa. Spurs and Brentford, who are all within one point of each other, Villa need to match Spurs' result in order to hold on to seventh. And then you've got the relegation battle. So Everton are two points clear of Leeds and Leicester. But obviously, if Everton drop points and Leicester, I think, has a better goal difference, if Leicester win, they can leapfrog both of those teams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's so you're going at the bottom, I think. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of weird, right? You're going into the final game week of the season with probably only six teams with something actually to play for. And so how does that affect your transfer, Sam? This is the kind of thing, because I started the week having a lot of interesting ideas. Maybe we get some Arsenal players, maybe a few Liverpool players. But actually, do you just want to stick with teams who have something on the line or do you mind going to over to teams who have nothing to play for, but maybe they'll still show up anyway? 
Yeah. So, first things first, let's get it down straight for those who don't know. There are loads of goals on the final day. Statistically proven, teams tend to score more on the final game week. So, it's it's a great game week to target. You want to be amongst the goals. But it's really tricky to call as well. I feel, Siva, personally, that the fixture to target is not a team who has things to play for, but teams who have nothing to play for. In which case, they'll just go, yeah, whatever, let's just finish with a 4-4, 4-3. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And both teams don't bother to defend and they're just having fun. That's the kind of fixture you want. Interesting. So your theory, you're flipping it over, is the fact that they have nothing to defend. So therefore, especially if you're chasing attackers, go for the guys who... You know, just go all out because it's the final week of the season anyway. Just have some fun. No pressure. Yeah, because teams who have something to chase for, um, they, they got more to lose, I guess. So one goal and then maybe they hold back. At most two goals, they defend because it's too risky to keep attacking. Do, do you know what I mean? So you don't expect a big goal fest. That's just, um, that's just what I think. Uh, so, so I am targeting a team that both sides have nothing to play for. Both can't defend. Let's just score loads of goals for fun. It has to be a free-flowing attacking team, though. I'm not going to target, like, I don't know, Bournemouth or something. You want a, an actual good team. Or at least an attacking team. That's what you want. So so who is this actual a good attacking team that plays free-flowing football that you found? <laughs> um, Crystal Palace. Everity easy will be my transfer. I know we, we usually do transfers at the end, but I'm saying it right now. Eze just got called up. Going to be very excited. Crystal Palace playing at home. Roy Hodgson's last game. Nottingham Forest are safe rel- uh, from relegation. So all that mental stress of having to avoid relegation is now over. They can just have fun. Crystal Palace having fun. Eze comes up with a hat trick. I can see it already, Siva. It's very unlike you, Sam, because I think SA is probably the most template transfer in this week, from what is I've it? seen. Ah. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that, right? Now you're not going to want to do it. Yeah, now I'm like, oh man, I'm going to transfer in Brian and Bermo instead. Actually, I do mind Brian and Bermo because he's now nailed to start, but home to City is a bit tough. Let's stick on this SA thing, right? Especially for people who want a midfielder this week. He's on pens now, which is great. Like, it seems like they've finally taken Zaha off pens. So that does really make him quite attractive. What do you think about Forrest? I mean, their away record is quite poor, but they did draw 2-2 at Chelsea a few weeks ago. They let Chelsea score two goals, man. Imagine how many goals other teams can score. Fair, fair. And is Eze more of a budget thing for you? Is it because you don't have money to go for, say, a more expensive... I mean, player up front or in midfield? No, irrespective of budget, just looking at the fixture list, I can see that game being a high-scoring game. Well, Eze is the most transferred-in player right now. 88k transfers going into the final week. So, it is. it, it does seem like a really popular move. I guess my only issue with this is he's not... Like, his returns have been decent in the last few weeks, sure. But he isn't, he's not the focal hub of this Palace attack. Like, I mean, you know, he's not playing the furthest forward, right? He will play forward, you know, quite high up the pitch. And he could, could should return, I guess. But it doesn't feel like, 
like I feel there are probably more attacking players who might actually get something this week, right? You look at a Liverpool attacker against Southampton, for example. But you if know. Liverpool has nothing to play for, Palace have nothing to play for, Sam. So, I mean, this is it's the oh, same true. rules, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so applying your your <laughs> law of go well, for a team who, who team, plays very uh, it attractive, should be a home team. Yeah, that's what that's the caveat. It should be a oh. because it's the final game, you know, in front of your own fans. Come on, let's just go out attack. Who knows? I, Southampton could be like you know, this is our final game in the Premier League for God knows how long. Boom. They beat Liverpool like 4-0 or something. Southampton haven't... James Watt-Brow scoring 4 free kicks. Southampton have lost 8 of their last 10 games. Okay, They've only taken uh, 2 points in that entire time. That was against, somehow, against Spurs and Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if there's ever a team that has completely checked out, and if you look at Southampton's players, most of those guys already know they're not going to be there next season. Most of them are way too good for the championship, so they're all going to get moves away. There's really nothing to play for. Uh, they don't even get full attendances at the stadium anymore, right? It's all sort of just like, it's got this weird kind of zombie-like feel, right? As they just walk towards their doom. So surely, if you were going to take a punt this week, it has to be like Liverpool, probably second, third best attack in the country against the worst team in the division. Possible, yeah. Yeah, but it's boring. Plus, plus, I do see a lot of rotation. I mean, Salah, Salah will probably play, right? But the rest of the guys, who knows? I mean, everyone's kind of fit. You would think Firmino plays, but he may come on. He may come off early for standing ovation, some, something like that. Could be Darwin to give him more minutes since, you know, there's nothing to lose, right? Might as well give him more game time. Could be Diaz, could be Jota, could be the, the young fellas coming in. You know, it's really uncertain, I feel. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there will be... I, I feel like there might be uncertainty with minutes for a lot of teams. And that's flipping it back. Your original theory was going for a team that has, not, you know, that has nothing to play for, so no pressure. But yeah, that but, has... But also a team that doesn't have, like, replacements. Like, Christopher are not going to bench, is it? Right? Like, who else are they going to play? I mean... Liverpool, on the other hand, you know? They got people like Fabio Cavallo. Milner could get game time to, you know, before he leaves. Curtis Jones, Youngfellas, Elliot. Right? So it's really tough. Too many so, players for them. So the criteria now, let's just let's just like sort of round up <laughs> Sam's criteria for Game Week 38 transfers. Gotta be from team that has nothing to play for, playing at home with very little squad depth. Okay. And uh, attacking. And are uh, attacking, inverted commas, attacking, whatever that means. Okay. I mean, they're an attacking team. You don't want a defensive team, right? I like how Roy Hudson has managed to turn Palace into <laughs> quote-unquote attacking team. Attack. Prime Barcelona. Okay. And is Eze the only person you're looking at from Palace? I take it you're not considering what Michael Olis or Jordan Ayu or Zaha. No. Eze, I think. I'm a big fan of Eze, actually. Although, although I would say this, um, going against my own criteria, but I am looking at Morgan Gibbs White. I think if Crystal Palace and Forrest, I don't know, it's just that fixture. I got a good feeling about that fixture. I think a lot of goals are coming. Now, Eze is playing at home, but I don't think Crystal Palace is going to like, oh, let's keep it tight at the back. It's still fine. Like, who cares about that, man? Let's just score as many goals as we can. 5-4 with Morgan Gibbs White scoring a hat-trick for Forrest. Yeah, I don't see this happening. Um... 
Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Gibbs White has been great, right? I mean, he's the reason Forrest are staying up. But there's this... I heard a very interesting theory about Forrest this week. I think it was on the Totally Football Show. And they were saying that the reason why Forrest are so poor away from home is because the pitch at the city ground is smaller than any other pitch in the country. So therefore, they're used to playing on that. That's why they can play this sort of direct counter-attacking kind of football. Mm-hmm. To be fair, playing against Palace, Palace is one of the smaller pitches in the country. So you may be onto something. Maybe Morgan Gibbs White. But again, you're not going to take someone away from home with nothing to play, right? That violates both yeah. of your rules. Might as well go for Eze then, you know? If you're going to target that fixture. I'm still not convinced, right? Okay, so you weren't convinced by the Liverpool options. I will grant you rotation risks are higher for them. And we will proceed on the assumption that we are not going to get early team news because you can't plan for that. If you do, great, but we have no guarantees. Leaving Liverpool aside, you want an attacking team playing at home uh, with no pressure. Why isn't Arsenal in your consideration at home against Wolves? Nothing to worry about. Uh, Arsenal have very little squad depth, as evidenced by the fact that they can't sustain this title run. That's a good point, Siva. And therefore, I think I need to add one more criteria. <laughs> in which the general environment at the club has to be good. A positive environment, such as Crystal Palace right now, they're happy with how their season went. Roy's last game, you know, things are going to be festive, like, ooh, let's go and score as many as we can. I think Arsenal are just mentally not in a good place right now. They kind of just want the season to be over. They're like, mentally kind of defeated. So, yeah. That's why I'm not going for Arsenal. So vibes, basically, is what vibes. you're saying. Yeah, vibes. You need vibes as well. Very important. Probably the most important criteria in this list of, what was it, five? <laughs> five criteria that I've given. Yeah, you could write a book, Sam. On How to so, pick a Game Week 38 player. Okay, so Arsenal... Vi- Actually, to be fair, I'm kind of with you, but I, I want... I. I always have this fear that when it comes to Arsenal, I sort of bring my own sort of personal fandom into it. But the vibes are bad. We, It feels like we've kind of checked out for the season. Uh, and really... But again, then again, we're at home. And I, I've heard a lot of pods this week where people keep saying, like, Arsenal will want to end the season on a high to show their fans uh, some appreciation for what a great season has been. But uh, to me, that's kind of like nonsense in some ways. Every team... Like, every player wants to have a good game, like, deep down. Yeah, who, who goes off like, oh, you know what? Let's just end the season badly and lose the last game. Everyone wants to end it well. What kind of logic is that? I mean, maybe, like, Balotelli or somebody is like, ah, I'm done with this. I want to go home, man. But, like, I mean, everybody just wants, yeah. Everyone wants to have a decent game. They're all playing for better contracts and nice moves and whatnot. So, I don't think that really sells it to me. But there are a lot of issues in the Wolves camp, right? I don't know if you've read this, but Apparently, Julian Lopetegui may not stay. He yeah. feels like he's been let down by the transfers. He thinks he's been told like he's not going to get a big budget for the summer, so he could be on his way. Uh, a lot of players might not stay. Raul Jimenez apparently was very upset he didn't get to say farewell in their last home game. I mean, I try not to read too much into all this because ultimately, they did get a point in their last game, so it's not like as if they were that bad. And Arsenal's form looks very iffy. And Arsenal won't have Martinelli. So it's probably Trossard, Saka, Jesus. But then again, Sam, you know, nobody again, owns... Could be. Vieira could play. Give Odegaard a rest. Because why? You know, just... It's the last game of the season. Nothing's right in it. Let's play Vieira. Let's play Smith-Rowe. Let's play Reese nelson 
Let's play Jaka before he goes off. Do, do you know what I mean? I mean, I think with Arteta, there's less risk of rotation simply because I think Arteta is a bit like Pep. He's got a sort of chip on his shoulder. Actually, Arteta probably a younger version of Pep. Like, really wants to just show, look, like, we are, we are still here. Like, I feel like he wants to win this more so than he should because it's a meaningless game and Arsenal can't move up or down in the table. So I do think you'll probably get... Like, Saka played 90 in the last game. I imagine he plays 90 again here. I think Trossard should play in place of Martinelli. But it just feels like there's no drive. And Gabriel Jesus, for whatever reason, start of the season, everybody had him. But he hasn't been a great FPL asset since he returned. Yep, it's true. We, I think, had very high expectations for him when he was coming back from injury. But he went on a small run of games. Three games where he scored four goals. And then since then, it's just been dried up. So bottom line, you're not interested in any Arsenal mids or... I, I think we're agreeing that you should probably limit your transfers to mids, midfielders and forwards this week. And I take yeah, it you're okay. not interested in any Arsenal ones. Nope, not at all. Okay. So I, I think I'm mostly with you. Like I feel like if you want to get Saka, it's probably not a bad idea, but it, it wouldn't be top of my list of priorities. It just feels like... I, I Like you, Sam, I actually do like teams that have something to play for, so... Maybe that's also me. Ah, I got but, someone for you, Siva, if you like teams that have something to play for. Okay, but, but before you come to that, let's sort of wrap up with the last team, I think, who has nothing to play for but fits all the other Sam criteria, right? <laughs> Which is vibes, playing at home, attacking football, inverted commas, all that. It's probably going to be Man United, right? Because assuming United do get the point against Chelsea, then top four is confirmed. Nothing to play for except... I guess they're kind of competing for third with Newcastle. They have so, FA Cup coming in. Okay, yeah, well, that's not going to be affected by the result this week. Although, yes, could be yeah, for rotation. But, yeah, rotation, resting. I mean, I would think most of the players would start because you want to give them rhythm, right? But, you know, 50 minutes off, I wouldn't be surprised Bruno comes off. Russia. Okay, maybe not Bruno because he plays every single minute, every single game. But the rest of them, I won't be surprised, even if they're benched to save them for the FA Cup after a long season. And United has had a very long season. We play a lot of games. So, not so keen on United assets, actually. Yeah, I'm mostly with you. I think it's one of those, if you have, you can hold, but you wouldn't be transferring them in this week. And Fulham, okay fixture. I don't think it's an amazing fixture. It's an okay fixture. Yeah. Mitro, though. <laughs> I, I think I, I got a good feeling about Mitro. He's on form, he's, right? Yeah. He's been on fire since he came back. Come back with vengeance after his ban. Yeah, away from home, Mitro. I mean, it, it's not the worst idea. But again, I, I, my guess is no, nobody from these two teams, United and Fulham, would be your first choice picks unless United somehow lose to Chelsea and they have something to play for, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Okay. So what about before we go to the teams that have something to play for, let's wrap up. Two more teams. Newcastle away at Chelsea. Again, nothing to play for, but easiest fixture in the, the division, right? Apart from Southampton, it's <laughs> got to be Chelsea. Yeah, but again, after a tough season, I won't be surprised with the rotation and stuff like that. Give them a break. Because they also have been playing a lot... Um, past few weeks, I think they have quite a few double game weeks and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't want to risk uh, a, an injury to you know to one of them. 
Does that mean you're selling Callum Wilson? I'm not. Um, because I think even if he comes on, you know, his goals per minute is very good. So I'm okay with just keeping Wilson. Even for a cameo, it's fine. Okay. I, I probably will keep Isaac. Like, I have Isaac, unfortunately. But I like I don't feel it's a priority sell just because Chelsea have been so bad and my guess is that will not change. Like, I feel quite confident in sort of taking a punt on a Newcastle attacker. But it's, again, it's probably not a transfer in this week. Like, it's not your first choice. Not this week. So when? Do you want next week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. What All about right. Man City? Man City? Before we go to the... Yeah, so City, uh, nothing to play for. Away at Brentford. Oh, no. Yeah, so away at Brentford. And the City lineup against Brighton doesn't really help us because Haaland played 90, Mares played 90. Basically, I'd, I'd, it's kind of like they went to training. Anyone who's sober enough to play, come join the starting lineup. Obviously, you had Foden, Sam. So you, you captained Foden, right? And you yeah, did yeah. very well out of that. See, because I knew he was underage, so he can't... <laughs> I'm nah. pretty sure he's not. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But yeah, yeah. Very happy with my Foden captain. See, happy to keep him. Again, I think City, similar situation to United. They'll probably start um, the team they want to start in the FA Cup, but take them off early. Irrespective of whether they're winning or losing, I think just to kind of make sure they make it through the game to play next week and then Champions League after. Of all the teams here, I think City has the most to play for. So I can see them being semi-cautious with the lineup. So I'm happy to have fellas like Foden, Alvarez, because I think, you know, early subs means they come on if they don't start. And then there is a chance that they will start anyway. So Yeah, I think City is a bit of a minefield this week. It's one of those, again, if you have some interesting players, I think a lot of us have triple City, so, or at least double. Again, you can hold... But what do you think about, and now sort of moving into the teams that have something to play for, what do you think about selling Haaland for Kane? Because a lot of people want Kane because he's been amazing and most of us have sold already. They have something to play for final game week. A lot of us can't reach Kane without selling Haaland. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I would go without Kane one more week. Spurs away, very dreadful. I mean, at home, also kind of dreadful. That doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, see, exactly. Again, that's probably the reason why we haven't had Kane because Spurs are dreadful, but that hasn't mattered to him. He's he's caught do every you, almost every week. Yeah, do you think like Haaland 50-60 minutes versus Kane 90 minutes? Like, um, do you think the point difference or the potential point difference, I guess, expected points will be a big difference? I don't see it. Um, I feel I want a a transfer that can get me more value, I guess. Does that make sense? I want to, I only have one transfer, by the way, I don't have two. So I want to maximize this one transfer in terms of expected points. And I feel Haaland to Kane is not quite the way. Why not though? I mean, because let's just say Haaland doesn't start. Again, hard to say because he seems I think to Haaland always... Starts. I think Haaland yeah. starts, but comes off early. Yeah, so Haaland 60 or even Haaland 45 minutes versus Kane guaranteed 90 in guaranteed a game that... Guaranteed one goal. Oh, yes, guaranteed one goal. I think that seems to be the flaw for Kane in a game that Spurs absolutely have to win. Probably his last game for Spurs. Oh. So narrative, it's all, it's I all coming to I place. wouldn't be surprised if Kane gets 7-8 points, right? 
I won't be surprised if Haaland gets 78 points. I feel it's a somewhat sideways move, even taking into account the um, Haaland's reduced minutes or expected minutes or whatever. But he's also got the fixture, right? I mean, all the other guys you were talking about, including Eze and so, so does on. Leeds. So does Leeds. Leeds need to win. Leeds are playing at home. Yeah, but Leeds and, have been awful. I mean, that's why they need to win. They're, they're, they're where they are for yeah, a reason. And right? Spurs has not exactly been playing very well either, Siva. So. Yeah, but you're looking at quality of performance. I, again, I, I think I've said this a lot of times. You can't like merge the two. That, that's not relevant to Kane's ability to score. The fact that Spurs are a bad team it yeah. has not stopped him all season. He would be winning the Golden Boot any other season if Haaland didn't exist. On a long-term transfer, you know, I think it's great. On a single week, I don't know. Um, especially not when you're comparing against Haaland, who... Would you be surprised if Haaland outscores Kane despite playing 45 minutes? Of course not. No, it's Haaland. Yeah, right. so that's what I mean. Like, a Haaland to Kane transfer, I don't think is the best way to maximize the value of your free transfer. So not big enough of an upgrade for you? Yeah, not a big enough upside, I guess, if you want to use that term. Okay. And would any other Spurs player come into your thinking? I'm guessing not, because to afford Sun, you'd probably have to do similar sort of movement of funds. Yeah, Salah to Sun, I've I seen people do that. I Again, I don't think the value is there. Although, yeah, I, I will say this, Kane does have history on his side, because if I'm not mistaken, he always does really well on the last day. I mean, that that should not be relevant, right? Like, <laughs> is there some sort of like player wakes up? Oh, today is game week thirty eight. Okay, got, got to get my shooting boots oh, on. Thirty nine this week. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. See, I'm just throwing the information out there. I feel like Kane's one of those boring moves you could make. Like, like you say, almost guaranteed a goal. So it, it will return. Like you've already got like a guaranteed return, and then whatever you get above that is. He doesn't seem to have explosive potential haul. I, I know what you mean. Like, he's not... He doesn't seem to do, like, anything more than a goal most weeks. Maybe a goal and assist. Although he did score sort of from a free kick that day. I mean, like, that's the closest kid has come to a direct free kick goal in years. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just... I don't know. On a single game week, you want explosiveness. And like I said, I just don't feel Haaland to Kane is... It's the best value for you. Feels a very sideways move to me. Okay, okay. So so not sexy enough for you. I, I I get that. Yeah, not sexy. Not sexy at all. Okay, so let's talk about the other teams with things to play for. Because we covered the teams that have nothing to play for. And we've talked about, about Spurs. What about Villa? Right? So Villa, Wait, at home... Staying on the fixture, I think uh, Rodrigo from Leeds, I have genuinely considered... Spurs have been conceding goals non-stop. Um, Benford's out, so Rodrigo's guaranteed or most probably will play as a striker. Leeds really have something to play for. Yes, their form has been terrible, but Rodrigo has been scoring somewhat. The past three weeks, he did return. And Spurs has been awful. And I don't know, Siva, in a mentality battle, Spurs trying to get Europe, Leeds trying to stay up, which set of players do you think will have a stronger mentality to push through? I mean, Spurs don't have any mentality, sure. But Leeds have been really, really poor this season. So <laughs> they, it's, have, it's, they have. Yeah. But Spurs have been really poor the past few games as well. I don't have the stats with me, but... 
perhaps I don't know. You can go back and check it out. But they, they have been conceding a lot of goals the past few games, a lot. I actually don't mind the Rodrigo shout simply because, like you say, Bamford's out, so Rodrigo has to start because they don't play any of the other forwards. They don't play like I think they signed Rutter in January. He hasn't played at all. So and he's their club record signing, by the way. Yeah. So Alice has not trusted him up to this point. So no reason why that'll change. So it should be Rodrigo up top, assuming he's fit enough to play. He should be on pens because he's taken them whenever Banford's not been in the team. And leads that home atmosphere, probably their last chance alone. So that I actually don't mind. Like if you're talking about narratives and sort of teams, something to play for. You remember Rafinha last season against Brentford, right? Oh, yeah. For, yeah. yeah. And if you can get something similar to Rodrigo, I actually don't mind it. It, it. it may be an option. I actually don't mind that. Especially because one of the things about Rodrigo is he's going to be a midfielder playing as a striker. So we always love that. And I think, and we'll come to this in our next preview, a lot of us have Brighton mids. Oh, I mean, like next, next season? No, no. I, I mean, <laughs> like we'll come to it in the next team we're going to talk about. A lot of us have Brighton mids. And I think Brighton this week have... First of all, Brighton have zero. Like, they have nothing left to play for. They're confirmed six. They can't go up or down. So if ever there was a time to rest to the guys like Mitoma, McAllister... I mean, McAllister didn't even start yesterday against City. But guys like Mitoma, McAllister could well get limited minutes. So yeah. if you need options in midfield, really few and far between at that price, apart from guys like Eze, I think Rodrigo's actually not a bad shot. All right. That's it. That's all I have for that fixture. We can <laughs> we can move on. Okay, so as I was mentioning about Brighton, right? Let's talk about Villa. So Villa playing at home v Brighton. As we mentioned at the start of the show, Villa have something to play for because top seven, they are in pole position, right? If they can match the Spurs result, they get seventh. You've got a Brighton team who have just played yesterday, so should be fairly tired, played midweek against City. It's all falling into place for Villa. Home fixture, you love that, right? Attacking team, also something you like. Why isn't are they, Jacob Ramsey... Are they, are they an attacking team, Ziva? Or are they a 1-0 team? Where are you getting this 1-0 team like, like from? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's more Emery, I think, and the way he sets up his team. In a game like this, where there's so much riding on it, would it would Aston Villa be a Let's go out free for attacking. We need three nil kind of game, or would you expect it to be a one nil? Let's close up shop, control the game. That's it. No more chances for Brighton. And I'm I, leaning towards the latter based on Emery's past record. I think I throw that right back at you. Can any team defend against Brighton? My my guess would be probably no. Uh, Brighton probably won it. Yeah, Brighton's A team, maybe Brighton's B team. Possible. <laughs> Does it make a difference? I mean, Brighton played played the guy like NCSO scored yesterday. He's not even a first choice starter. Like he, yeah. you hadn't heard of NCSO six months ago, and he's he's scoring against City. They got Bonanote, they got Undav. Undav didn't start yesterday, so it means he's going to start this time and somehow score two goals. Welbeck That's had a goal disallowed against City, right? Like, like it doesn't seem to matter who Brighton play. They've got seventy one goals this season. That's the same as Liverpool. It's only slightly behind Arsenal. So they seem to score it regardless of who they play. So I don't think trying to hold on to a 1-0 result is going to work. Although Villa have a very good defence. No, but trying and 
I mean, succeeding, whether they can succeed, that's a different story. I agree with you. But will they be the type who, let's go, let's keep chasing that goal? So it's this kind of games that I'm worried for, where the teams have so much to lose that they're scared to go and chase that second goal. Which is what you want from a player, right? You want more goals. You don't want just one goal, one assist, and that's it. And then the team close shop, and that's all you're getting from them. It's more the mentality of the team, I think. Now, whether they're successful or not, hard to say. I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton even just wins it outright as well. Oh, I so, can't. Brighton have nothing, absolutely nothing to play for. I really don't see why Villa don't win this at home. Like, there's, there's nothing riding on this for Brighton. If ever there was a game that Villa have to win, need to win, should win, and they've had the whole week to prepare for, way more rest. Like, did all the signs point to a Villa win here. Okay. Fair enough, Siva, I think. Which which is why I'm surprised that Watkins isn't top of your list. And I, my only assumption is because he doesn't seem sexy enough to people. Because I don't understand why. I get he hasn't scored in six games. But that aside, right? And he missed some... a pen. Which, yeah, but he, he, yeah, but he won the pen, right? So for me, that's already good enough. He won the pen. He was in the position to win that pen. He was probably going to score if Konate didn't tackle him. So... If Konate doesn't tackle him and he scores, again, we're not having this conversation. Everybody's going for Watkins. It's just because he didn't score, so it's a blank on his record. So people think, okay, he's out of form. I shouldn't get him. But we've always seen Watkins is kind of streaky. And I think even in the games that he hasn't returned, his XG has been decent, at least like 0.3 in most of these last six games. And once again, game that they have to win. In terms of strikers who will definitely start this week, you spoke about rotation. I think there are probably three or four strikers who are guaranteed 90 minutes this week. Kane, Watkins. Actually, I don't think I have anyone else. Yeah, I, I don't, right? I don't think you could name me another striker who is guaranteed 90 minutes this week. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. That's a good point. I think I if you, you need it, yeah, depending on your team structure and stuff, but uh, if you needed to make a forward transfer, I wouldn't mind um, Watkins. He's been really good for me this season. So, yeah. Yeah, Siva. I have nothing more to say about that. He's yeah, not top of point, my list, but I wouldn't be... I wouldn't mind someone else doing it. Yeah, and to your point of, like, you know, it's not an upgrade. Like, Haaland to Kane may not be such a massive upgrade, but chances are any budget forward you have this week. Like, even I have Alvarez. Like, I really like him. But no guarantees he's going to play from the start. No guarantees he plays 60. It's Pep. It's, he's weird, right? He could play 20 minutes. Whereas Watkins, you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting 90. If they score, he has a decent chance of being involved. And you can't say that for, I think, any other forward from all 20 teams at that price. Yeah. Okay. Points accepted, Siva. Good. I feel like I've sold you on that. Let's wrap up with the last few teams that have something to play for, right? So you've got Brentford. Home to City, have an outside Brian chance of taking... Yeah, so Brian, right? they've got an outside chance of getting, taking seventh spot if Villa and Spurs both lose. Unlikely. Yeah. And I, I know City is a tough game, but Brentford are really giant killers, man. <laughs> well, I thought Brentford the last team to beat City in the league, right? Yeah, and they're playing at home, which um a bit maybe understated, I think, but it does have a big effect. I really like, like Brian Memorial. I think he did really well last week. Without Kane, he will be the focal point. He will start. I without wouldn't Tony. mind... Uh, sorry, yeah, without Tony. 
I wouldn't mind a cheeky Umbuemo punt. I think you'd have to be, you'd have to have some sort of incredible kind of like bravery to go for a, Ooh, an so attacker playing city. Like, I feel like you're tempting me now. <laughs> Every one word of discouragement feels like you're just daring me to do it now. Well, he fits all your criteria, right? Uh, except for the nothing to play for. Unfortunately, they have something to play for, right? But at home, attacking team, you like... Yeah. Uh, he's differential. Yeah. So that's yeah. nice. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I don't think anybody who's sane, no offense, is going to take <laughs> an attacker against Man City. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if I had to choose one Brentford player to take, I would say Brian Bamo. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you, yeah, but you're not going to do it. So let's, let's, <laughs> so let's move on. Right. Okay. We spoke about Leeds. So let's wrap up, I think, with Leicester and Everton, who both have something to play for. But for the life of me, I can't tell you any of their players who I would consider. I would have said like Harvey Barnes or Madison, but he didn't even start either of them against Newcastle. So I, I don't even know what, what do you do here? Yeah, it's so surprising, right? Like, you need to win and you don't start them. What is happening? I really don't know with Leicester. Maybe, I wouldn't mind a cheeky medicine, I guess. But he is pretty much, I would say, guaranteed leaving. But if something's going to happen, you know he will probably be involved. Barnes may score a hat-trick but still get zero bonus points. (laughs) Vardy? Maybe, if, yeah, I don't know. No, I w- I wouldn't go there. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch any Leicester player. I think. Vardy makes sense. Like you expect him to start and all that, and it, it's again must win at home to West Ham, who West Ham probably be focusing on the Europa Conference League final. But yeah, yeah I just don't. I don't understand these bit. And the vibes, know. the vibes, Eva. Imagine if Vardy yeah. scores like a ninety fourth minute winner that keeps them up. Vardy, who will probably be the biggest Leicester legend ever if he does that. He's already close, but if he does something like that, I think they should just build his statue outside straight away. Yeah, I just, I don't see it happening. Like, they've been so poor for so long. And the fact they just line up against Newcastle didn't make sense to me. Like, they didn't, they waited until 60 minutes to bring on Barnes. It just, it all doesn't work for me. Ian Archer was subbed off at halftime. I don't know. I don't want to use any of my transfers on Leicester players. I, I just don't feel it. Same with Everton too, I think. Everton's worse because wanna... as usual, it's it's 9 o'clock so DCL is injured again. It's amazing how Dominic Calvert-Lewin has, has managed to be injured for most of what feels like my lifetime. So, must-win game. He's not available. Don't know who they'd even play up top because he came off and Gray, Demari Gray came on so he's not even a striker in FPL. How about Dwight McNeil, Siva? I was listening to, I think, Nat that Hall yesterday and they were talking about Dwight McNeil. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, they, they weren't talking about him too seriously. Again, <laughs> Everton, I don't know. I just, it feels like one of those things. I mean, if you somehow get a Hall, great. In theory, they may need more than a draw because their goal difference is worse than Leicester. So if Leicester win, then a draw isn't enough for Everton. So yeah, maybe they need some goals, but... I mean, if you want to talk about defensive teams, if there was ever a team that will sort of set up and try and hold on, it's probably going to be Everton. Yep, yep. But I don't think, like you said, any sane person would use their free transfer on an Everton or Leicester player. <sighs> but yeah. 
Let's okay. start. I could see. I could see someone going for medicine, but an Everton player. Come on, man. Come on. It just doesn't feel right. No. I think we've covered everybody we want to talk about. Like, is there any other player here who you haven't mentioned who you'd even consider? Uh, that's about it, I think. It's quite depressing, yeah. right? Like, I thought there'd be a lot more to play for this week, but there really isn't. Any yeah. fun puns? You know, we, we spoke about Gundogan last week. I gave all my fun puns already, Siva. I gave you Brian and Buemo. Gave you Rodrigo. How many more fun puns do you want? We never spoke about Bobby Firmino. Ah, uh, okay. If okay. Liverpool have nothing to play for, surely you give Firmino a decent 60 minutes, 70 minutes against the worst team in the country? Yeah. I would think Firmino starts. I would think so. If Klopp doesn't start him, he's a heartless man. Yeah. Especially if they have nothing to play for. Like, you got nothing to lose. You let him play. And might even give him the pens, right? Like, I think Salah would be generous enough. Like, such a popular figure. Yeah, that is true. Vibes, uh. <laughs> You definitely have loads of vibes. Vibes will be on your side if you could do a Bobby Firmino transfer. Yeah, I, I'm really tempted by it. I, I Because, you know, for all the reasons you don't like the Watkins move, because, you, you know, as you say, team that might want to defend and hold on, Liverpool definitely won't be at that spectrum. And Southampton can't defend. And so that kind of brings me, I think, straight to captaincy, Sam. Are you captaining a Liverpool player? Well, right now it's on Salah. However, however, I may captain someone else. Totally random. Who's this totally random person? Partly because, I, I, w- I will clarify, partly because I'm having a really bad season this year. So I don't really have much to play for myself. I am Crystal Palace. <laughs> you know? So, why not? I'll just captain someone like Eze or Brian Mbwemo. Whoever I bring whoever I bring in, Siva, I will captain that player. Yeah, that's fine. I get that principle. That's okay. Like, whoever you transfer in, you want to go... If you're transferring someone, it's because you believe they can be a, a worthy captain shot. I don't even mind the differential aspect because... I'm having an okay season, like 40k, but I want to go sort of go for it in the final week. I want to have some fun. And that's, I should have done that a few weeks ago. I missed out on Cal Wilson because I was being too careful. And I don't want to make that mistake this week. I'm happy to go. And I don't think, like, I don't feel like I want to captain Haaland this week. I'm not confident about the minutes. And I don't think it's even a great fixture. So add those two things. Like, I feel it's worthwhile taking a punt. But Surely you're not captaining Eze ahead of Salah, right? Or are you doing that while telling me that that's a bad idea, but, you know, I'm going to do it, but you don't do it? Yeah, I don't know, Siva. I guess tune in to our Twitter page to find out who we actually captain. Because <laughs> right now, I'm really unsure. You seem so defeated, Sam. I'm so surprised. Normally, you're so sure. Like, you captain Foden last week. You seem really chill about it. It's obviously worked out. Yeah. You captain no, Wilson the week in, before that. Like, you're on the run. I don't know who will be my punt this week. Could be Eze, could be Mbamo, could be Rodrigo, and whoever I bring as my punt will be my captain. I just haven't even decided who I'm going to bring in yet. I don't mind the Rodrigo captaincy. Like, I think that I would be more on board with than the Eze captaincy. It just yeah. feels wrong to captain somebody playing as like a number eight. Like, <laughs> like okay, Eze is fine, but would you captain Mason Mount? You know, like... Last season, captain, maybe. Would you captain Ericsson? Like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Good points, Siva. All good points. 
Doesn't... I will take your point into consideration before I make my decision. I mean, you, you know what you're doing because you, you've gotten your captaincies on point the last few weeks. So I'm sure whatever punt you'll go with, like, I'm interested to know. But yeah, Eze just doesn't feel sexy enough for you, man. How does it not feel sexy? I <laughs> I bet no one, even people bringing him in were probably not Captain Eze. Yeah, sure, of course. Because again, no no sane person's doing that. But <laughs> Yeah, how is he not sexy, Siva? Come on. Nah, there's there's no narrative, right? Like at least I tell you like Captain Bobby Firmino, ooh, there's narrative, right? Like final game. There's um England call up and Roy Hodgson's last game. Yeah, that's why Ollie Watkins, again, more narrative. Didn't get the England call up. So angry, you know, need to show Southgate this is what, what I'm all about. In just Kane, so he can get the call up instead. That's that is like 4D chess, right? Yeah, but <laughs> wait, Robert Villa aren't playing Spurs though. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but I like I like thinking. Alright. So yeah. mine will be whoever I bring in. That, that's basically how it's gonna go. And Siva for you will probably be. I'm tempted by Firmino, I'm not gonna lie. It's either gonna be it depends on who I bring in, because I need to bring in one forward. It's gonna be either Firmino or Watkins, and I think whoever I bring in of those two, it'll either be one of them. Or boring option is Salah, but nobody else. Like I'm not considering Haaland. I, I don't think any chance I captain Haaland this week. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all of us done for this season, right, Sam? Nothing else. Yep, that's it. Um, it's been a good, good ride this year. I enjoyed making the pod with you, Siva, and thank you all for listening. We will be back next year, I think. Yeah, we, we will, will try not to miss as many weeks as, you know, it's just life, sometimes life happens, right? And sometimes we, I think one of the issues with FPL this season is it's been too, I don't want to say template right? But some weeks you just, everybody's making the same move and this, it's hard. We don't want to do pods for the sake of it. Uh, even this week's kind of tricky, like there's so many moves that everybody's going to be doing together. So we've tried to, where there's nothing to talk about in a week, we just sort of tend to take the week off. Correct. And also this year has had a lot of double game weeks midweek games and, and stuff like that. And we don't like doing pots when there's still like three, four games left to go. Exactly, because stuff yeah. tends to be out of date. And and double game weeks more so than anything tend to sort of homogenize the transfers, right? Everybody's getting the same three guys. So that's one issue. But apparently FPL's got a lot of rule changes planned for next season. So who knows? Maybe it will be a whole new game next year when we come back. We'll see. Yep, and also, also in the off season, we'll probably be making some stuff, um, maybe less serious, pot. So do you know check up on our page from time to time, and we'll let you know on our Twitter page as well. So, but thanks again, everyone, for the support this whole season. Hope you all had fun. We had fun. Anything left to say, Siva? I think you have the last line, sir. Ah, get those green arrows in that final game weeks, guys. And we'll see you next time. Oh, this is the thing.